2: Hello and welcome to your weekly edition of this Zybrox is, is your Rangers podcast. My name's Scott Patterson, as always, you're very welcome. This Zybrox is, is your Rangers podcast and brought to you by Triple H Mortgages, the one stop shop for all your mortgage and mortgage insurance needs. You can contact them as soon as you can on 01 or via email at craig.bricehhhhmortgages.com. At you can visit their company socials, all the W's, Triple H They're available on Facebook. Triple H Mortgages. Listeners and viewers to the pod, if they mention ourselves, um, Craig and the guys in there will look after you very well indeed with some free mortgage advice and a review should you need it. Welcome to the pod. As I say, Scott Patterson hosting you again for the final pod prior to the international break and we are joined by three guys from the Ibrox stable. We're joined by Jim McMillan. Hi Jim, how are you?
3: Hello, uh, Scott. Good to see you again.
2: Good uh, man. Welcome back. Hi. Dylan joins us as well. Hi, Dylan. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Great to be back as well. Good man. And David, who's becoming a bit of a veteran, we have to say, <laughs> at the old podcast. He's um, yeah. He's been good enough to afford this his time as well. How are you, mate? All right? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Good. Good, man. So, we'll start with you, David. Big weekend at Ibrox. And I think a lot of people looked at the, the Hibs game, um, rightly so, uh, top V, second top as um, a real big hitting match this weekend and it didn't really disappoint. I thought it was an excellent game of football in the first instance. Hibs came and I thought had to go the first half hour certainly.
1: Aye, aye, you can't argue with that. I mean they, they came, took it to us. Um, I think we all pinpointed on the ball and this bit would be a threat. Sure enough, that happened pretty quickly. Um obviously you made your talking point as well with that red card yeah um probably a bit shakier from us than i'd maybe hoped for but came out in the second half put things right did what we needed to do um ken i'm getting a bit frustrated with the lack of performance but at the same time performance doesn't get you three points the result does which we've got again so I think we can say it's a good a good day for us. Um, not we
2: its moments of worry, maybe, but overall, good day. So, Dylan, I'll come to you first. Obviously, Hibs took the lead at Ibrox, um, and I have to say, I, I felt that um, from a Hibs perspective, Kevin Nisbet, really good header, looping mm-hmm. header, finds himself in an area that he should never really get a free header in certainly I think from the first instance we need to, to stop that cross and there's definitely a lack of communication there in the centre of the area isn't
0: there Yeah definitely I mean as you say you know Kevin is one of the best strikers in the week, and to allow him to have space in the box for a free header is just crazy to think you know it's definitely a a lack of communication between Colton, Wundstrom the defence in general so point for us to was a goal like that's best week considering the last season where it seemed that like we had like such a brick wall that it was very hard to penetrate us. But yeah when a goal went in I did worry that it's just gonna be one of those days mm-hmm. uh, considering make like our recent form as well. So yeah, this wasn't a good
2: start for us at all. Jim, I think Dylan raised a really good point. I think it's one of the the big gripes I have as a as a Rangers supporter um, this season, it's probably the fact that last season we were so solid defensively that the, the sort of back four and the goalkeeper were effectively as reliable as as you needed them to be. This season, does seem to have really been going that way for them, does it?
3: No, no, definitely doesn't. It?
2: Um again, the the back, the back four's been quite unsettled as well um, yeah.
3: since since pre season. Pretty much, it's, there's not really been. I can't remember two, two, two teams playing back-to-back with the same back four. Um, it's, it's a bit unsettled. I don't know what it is. Again, it comes back to the this whole argument. Can they, can they play in front of a, a crowd and everything else? And Aye. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why they're, why they're unsettled, but it's, it's a bit of a mystery. But they're, 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 it's the same back four, pretty much we played all last season when, at different times, obviously, but they were solid, as you're saying, and... It just seems to be a bit misshaped at times a lot, and it's it's costing. It's it's fortunately we can say it's not really costing domestically yet, but obviously in Europe you've you've seen it. But I can't really pinpoint what's what's really going on, but some something is a bit alarming.
2: So just sticking with you, Jim. I think one of the things that, that, that got with me as I say, stop the cross in the first instance. Great believer mm-hmm. in that, albeit it's a good cross. Um so Barisic in the first instance has to do that. He must stop the cross coming over, albeit it's a good good delivery mm-hmm. from Cadden. Um I some I'm a I'm a stickler for if the, the ball drops into that area on or around the six yard line. I always think that your goalkeeper has to come and claim no, the ball. No, definitely um and I don't know if McGregor just felt there was too many bodies to come and, and try and claim the ball. Or indeed, if he felt one of, Balogun, Goldson, or Lundström should probably have dealt with it against a guy who I would suggest is smaller than each of those guys. No, uh, that,
3: was, that was freedom. I... As a say, freedom, I mean, This, about I as you say it's really the goalkeepers. really down to the goalkeeper, right? I just come out and smash it, just get it, get come out, and get collect the ball, and just take out everybody there. That's pretty much what I don't expect from a from an Angels goalkeeper just to come out and collect the ball. Yeah. If he's not trusting his defence to, to to deal with it, he needs to come out and, and uh, just I, I take, you've seen it before, yeah. You know, just take the catch a ball or just take anybody out that's in front of him. and then um, <laughs> that's I don't know what's going on with that.
2: I think in the first instance, David, what you're looking for, maybe for your goalkeeper to do, and anyone who knows, knows I'm a huge fan of Alan McGregor, and, and this isn't a criticism, and, but I think at that point, you're, you are probably looking for your goalkeeper to come out and claim the ball and just settle things. It was almost the first attack of the game. Aye, aye 100%. I mean, the box wasn't that crowded,
1: I didn't think. Or certainly not with Hibs players. Yeah. You know, okay, you can sort of debate about the three we had there, and maybe one of them should have dealt with it, but I'm pretty sure it was only Nisbet inside the six-yard box. Yeah. Um, 100% McGregor's got to come for that. And, you know, uh, I think you have to ask why. Why didn't he? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's all well and good saying trust your defence, but, if, you know, for me, that's your bread and butter. It's, we're not talking the penalty spot, you know. He's not having to sprint out and no. grab it. It's literally there in front of him he is best placed to take that. And apart from anything else, you can then recycle it quickly, get an attack going rather than, you know, if one of the defenders had caught it, I did knock it out of the box, but it's not going much further than the 18 yard box. Yeah. So, you know, I think for a couple of reasons, he should have taken it. One of the things that did strike me for, um, just as we were talking sort of through that, um, is for me personally, I'm sure, I'm sure you guys will agree, or at least I hope you will. But um, last season was characterised by a really, really high press. You know, yep. we were on them as soon as they came anywhere near the halfway line. Now we just seem to have stopped doing that this season. But what that did is it forced teams to play stupid long balls. It forced them to play really quick balls that wouldn't have had the same accuracy. And that, in turn, would have prevented them even getting into that sort of situation where your man's got enough time just slinging a wee pinpoint cross for Nisbet to tuck away. Um, So, yeah, you know, to an extent, I blame the defence. They should have cleared it. But I think, you know, as a team, we're probably not defending as well as what we did last year.
2: Dylan, I think David's absolutely right. And... I think playing devil's advocate a little bit, I think it's it's almost easy to say to Alan McGregor, okay, that ball's six yards for your line. I expect you to come and claim it. However, um, I think when you've got two centre-halves of, of good pedigree, you could argue how well they're playing this season, um, and John Ludstrom, one of them really has to sort of put their cock in the block and take responsibility and take control of the ball.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean... You know, you will kill Windstrom, he was he was playing a premiership uh, this time last year. Um, Goldson, again, you know, he's been here long enough that he's considered a team leader. Um, but again, you know, he sort of experienced enough as a ranger's defender. So I think, you know, maybe we the play could just go around the defense to be honest, instead of like a specific person. Um, McGregor, since bringing that up, boy could have went out for the ball, but again, as you said, if Maybe that Bar- Barstow is dropping, we close down uh, the cross at first instance, or uh, if there was clear communication between Balcon, Goldson, and Lundstrom about who's going to mark uh, Nesbitt, Then we wouldn't be one nil at that point. So yeah. I think in that regard, the blame could really go around everyone at that point. Just a collection of errors, unfortunately.
2: So we're going to come back uh, on the pod to to John Ludstrom. Um... As the, as the pod develops, for our sake of a statement, we have to say at the moment, he is playing out of his skin. Yeah. Um, David, one thing I want to come to you on now, though, I, as you sort brought it up and, and led with it, we're recording this on Monday night, so we now know that Hibbs have had the audacity and the yeah. I, I think it's a wee bit frivolous in the least to to appeal against the Ryan Porteous red card. Um, David, the, the I actually I, I have to put my hands up and I say I, I think the boy's a, a relatively decent defender. Um he's he's been sort of involved in the international setup and he's been involved with Hibs now for a couple of seasons. However, in each of these seasons, he continues to have these dodgy moments, these one offs almost three seasons in a row now. Uh, um yeah. all against Rangers. So I've seen footage today of tackles he's made against Koulibaly previously. Yeah. Barisic, yeah. he said the ongoing feud with Morales, um, Morelos, rather, don't know where that came from. Um, Ali McCoy's moment, I know it was, it was one of them, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and then of course, yesterday, um, we have this extremely rash challenge that we can only really be thankful that Joribo's leg isn't planted in the ground. Yeah, um, do you know
1: what? I don't think he is a bad defender, um, like you say, you know, he's. It's been a boot. He's been involved. He can defend. Um, I think for me, the bigger question to Hibs fans, you know, they're all giving it large about how it's some conspiracy to help Rangers and all the rest of it. The question for me is, why does he keep putting himself in that position? Yeah, absolutely. You know, he keeps doing it. Like you said, it's not that. Isn't a one-off. He does it all the bloody time, and sooner or later, he is going to end up ending someone's season. Yeah. off the back of it and you know it, you just you can't make that defense for him that it's out of character because it isn't <laughs> i mean like in a rebo's case for example there one of the takes i've seen is uh there wasn't any contact where rebo well no there wasn't because rebo jumped out of the way but if he hadn't like you said if he planted his foot he would be talking a whole different story here and, i mean like we said at the start <laughs> You know, I, I've another one I've seen is the rules are too strict. Well, we're not going backwards. You know, football in this day and age isn't going backwards. We're not going back to 50 years ago where you could two-foot someone and be told it was a good tackle. So, you know, these guys are pros. They know the rules. They know what's yeah. expected of them. In his case, he's been sanctioned for it before. So, you know, surely he's got to realise I can't keep doing this. And for me, that's the question that Hib should be asking. You know why the ref gave a red when he could have booked him or whatever. It's why does the lad
2: keep doing it? Jim, I think over the course of sort of last night and and during the day today, we've had many experts, and I use the word really, really, really loosely, um, comment on how the the laws need changed and how um, just how it it was almost um, misunderstood. So you've had you've had Michael Stewart come out and and defend almost defend them. I think he has defended them to a certain extent. I understand that. But Tam McManus, um, and we've also had um, Graham Spears um, mm. make a comment on it. It's always good to hear him when he talks about it's, Rangers stuff because it like gives a us content. Team, huh? It is. It absolutely is. Three amigos. Mm. Um, I don't think there's any doubt that it, it it was a red. But this guy definitely has previous when he plays against Rangers and. Um, I think it's something that the SFA are going to need to look really um, quite strongly at in this case, regardless of whether he have appealed or not, the boy clearly has a problem.
3: Uh, I agree with you, that's for you guys, I've only fancy having a pint me either. you know? <laughs> uh, But, but uh, no, no, definitely, the rules, the rules are there, the rules are there, and, um, you can't go in with tackles like that, as you say, we've all agreed, it's going to be a case where you're going to get somebody injured, no, either. Out for the season, Enzo career I've seen it. Yeah, seen it happen many a time. Seen it with Durant. It happened to him. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's just see. The you've, you've got this. You, you can't go into tackles. I, I know they're talking. Same same people are talking about about Lindstrom's tackle. Lindstrom won the ball. Yeah, he wouldn't. One hundred wouldn't. He, he didn't jump in. Right. He, jumped, he might have jumped in with two feet, but he jumped in knowing where the ball was. Won the ball. Yeah. And Do he, you know what,
1: um, folk Can I just jump in there a minute, Jim? See if you're Right. It's not even about winning the ball, right? I keep seeing these stills, and I'm with you, like, it's totally ridiculous comparison. But Lundström's eyes off the deck, but his feet are going towards the ground, the studs are doing, his Mm -hmm. legs bent. You know, it's a totally different, totally different tackle. Um, they, They just aren't comparable at all. No, it's, it's, Sorry, I I get quite no, no. up about this. No, <laughs> no. quite right. I should probably so. let someone else say a turn.
3: <laughs> no, quite rightly so. No, I agree. I agree 100 because it's as you say, he's got previous, and it always seems to be against Rangers, and he says, "Well, he's always been sent off against Rangers. Never been sent off against anybody else. We got we did get sent off against Coman, and then that uh, just kind of puts people down a bit." But yeah, he's, 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 I think it's really down to Jack Ross. Jack Ross after the game said. You can see why the referee would have gave a red card, and it's quite obvious why would have give a red card because you can't fly into tackles like that. But he nearly needs to sit him down and say oh, you need to get a grip yourself. You're you're not going to be in this team for much longer, or uh, well, even at a national level for you. That's where you probably want to go. But yeah, no, you, you just can't you just can't do it. You, you can't you can't excuse it. You can't. There's no.
2: There's Telling in, can it's interesting to hear Jim refer to to Jack Ross who. Said post match that he can see why the referee has, has almost sent him off, which really, for me, makes tonight's news that they've appealed it all the more bizarre.
0: Mm-hmm. I just don't get it, honestly. Um, I feel like, even though I've like, uh, seen like ex footballers on Twitter saying that if that tackle gone any other way, then we would have broken his leg. So yeah. I just don't really get what, where this argument is coming from um i mean i met at first uh didn't see much of i see when you kind like slow it didn't see from different angles you see that up, the studs were up yeah and you know he, he was just going he was just going through the man setting for the ball oh. and you know as the guys have said he's gonna end up really seriously injuring someone in a week and the fact that we still have people like defending daco like that's the way supposed to been done in scottish football i mean i mean unfortunately it, Maybe get it done Scottish football, but if you see any European football, that's red card any other day of the week. So I guess
1: that's, uh, that's the same folk that mourn about the TV deal down south as well. Exactly, <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm actually quite glad that he got a straight red card for that because I think hopefully that'll set mark the market down for the future that that like that will be boring. But again, just don't
2: really we get all, all the hassles. But be honest. So, we go and one nothing down rather at half-time, I apologise. David, I just wonder, taking into account our form so far in the season, um, I just wonder how confident you were about us turning that around in the manner we went on to do in the second half. Oh, make me shame myself. Um,
1: <laughs> I'll be honest. I knew we could do it, but yep. I wasn't confident we would. Um, and it kind of hurts to say that, especially off the back of last season's. There's a boy I follow on Twitter, actually, that was talking about how shite Rangers were. Um, and sat about Mike Beale. And Mike Beale actually called him out on it. <laughs> I did. i seen that. <laughs> He's seen that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, you know, almost feared to have an opinion. But no, I mean, I don't think any of us can say our form's been amazing. You know, last season, you'd have probably been 99% confident we'd have sat and dug that out with 10 men. Whereas not so much so far this season yeah obviously time to go but no i i wasn't confident we would i was confident we could absolutely um you know man advantage i still think we've got better players regardless of form yeah you know the simple fact is those those players did what they did last season and they haven't just become terrible overnight so the no. ability's all there it's just translating that
2: into actual performance on the pitch Dylan, Stephen Gerrard spoke um, post-match about how important the the substitutions were um, in the game and and just the the general way that they they assisted. Um, Kima Roof gets the first of of the the two goals. Uh, Really good header, great movement at at the back post um, and the delivery from Nathan Patterson was absolutely wonderful. Yeah, definitely.
0: I mean, I thought... um... I care, it's a good combination. I mean, Nathan Patterson, I saw how had a brilliant game. Um, yeah. I've seen a lot of made about the getting rested, but I think the fact that you can chuck a bit Patterson in and he could just fit that role so well, is yeah. credit to him. I felt that, you know, watching the highlights, that most of the attacking play kind of came from his side, from his crosses, so it was a brilliant ball. And it was always like brilliant moving from Ruth as well. I mean, both from the goal back He just see like he knew exactly what to do and he knew what space to get into for that header and i think um I think if i was a Hibs fan i'd be gutted with that just the a space
2: i would have had but as a rangers fan it was just a really really nice goal to watch. Jim i want to just study on um the performance of nathan patterson for, for a second there's been lots of sort of tub-thumping for for him to, to come in and, and get his, his chance at right back. Um, I thought he took it yesterday. He looked a little bit rusty in the first half, but I thought the second half he was excellent for us.
3: No, I was going to agree with you there, uh, Scott. We'll make sure it's Nathan Parts I'm saying it's playing right back no Scott Patterson this <laughs> thing. But time. Uh, uh, but um, no, i agree with you. The first half he looked a bit... There's you know, not the Nathan Parts I've seen him of, of last season and the games he's had a a chance to play in, but he came into his own in the second half, as you say, he set up the goal for Riff. Um he was, obviously it was a bit, a bit different in the second half because he was not come forward forward as much, yeah. um, so he had a bit more freedom to go down the right right hand side and, and get some crosses in and link up with Haji, and um, I kind I can, of agree, I, obviously he agrees, his first half performance wasn't the best, but yeah. Second half, he's, he's had a kick up the arse and he's got on me, and he's he's been able to show what what his his potential is going forward for us. So, aye, I, was, I was I was quite happy. He's see her forms and said that get that assist as well, so I'm quite happy with that.
2: David John Lundstrom um, I w- I would say now is in a real rich vein of form. Now, if you told me after the Alischkert game that we would be we would be praising him to the extent where we actually think he could be playing ahead of Stephen Davis, maybe week on, week off. Um, it's a remarkable turn and I don't necessarily think form. I think he's got up to speed with the expectancy of us as support. He's began to understand where he is and the the size of the place that he's at. But I think the big thing for me is that you're seeing a player who is far more comfortable playing in the centre of the midfield three As opposed to being expected to do box to box either side Aye um, I mean for me I don't want
1: to say I've always been a fan of Lundstrom but I've always thought there was something There Yeah, um, I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a Rangers Fan after Alex Kurt that was uh, Saying nice things about yeah. him to be fair But um, In answer to your question No I didn't expect this Um I always thought there was a player there. Um I thought he'd come in and he'd do a job. The fact that, as you say, you know, there's an argument that he could be sticking a claim to Stephen Davis's place, nah, I wouldn't have seen that come in. Um I know we did a pod probably two, three weeks ago now. Um, and we were speaking to Patrick and he was saying how, you know, he thought he would play in that further forward position, almost yeah. a number eight rather than a six, but Nah, I mean fair play to the guy, you know, I think he's really committed to his own in that game. And the other thing we're saying that he's up to speed now. Aye, he might be compared to the rest of the team, but he's only been here a couple of months. Yeah. You know, there's there's still more potential kind of growth as he becomes more attuned to the players around him, the system that the manager plays. Because, I mean, I okay, it's easy for us to sit here and say, right, yeah, they do a high press and they do this and they do that. It took Gerard himself a couple of years to bed that into the team properly. So potentially with Lundstrom, we still have more to go, which is actually kind of exciting. I'm not going to lie. Pick the guy up for free, thought he'd be a sort of bit part player. So if he can do that, it's a cracking piece of business.
2: Dylan, I think you look at, Lundstrom got a tough time, and I, we've spoken about in the pod before. I, the the Alasker sending off, he was also involved in the the sort of goal that Jamie Robson went on and scored for, for Dundee United. So he's been involved in things that have contributed to moments that have went against us in games. Um, however, he won't be the first guy that's maybe started at Rangers slow, and has then went on to have a relatively decent career. I wonder if he is now considered as one of the, the main leaders in the team now, considering how well he's playing. There's definitely a, a confidence that's appeared about him that definitely wasn't there when he arrived in the summer.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the thing I remember as well is that he came from Sheffield and Aida, which, you know, you we're know, disrespecting them. They are a big, club, uh, you know, big size club, but, you know, the expectations at Sheffield United are much different than the expectations at Rangers. So. Yeah. Um, he went all the way from, you know, um having, you know, you know, Sephora Knight had like a really bad season um in Premiership to from going there to going to face the champions of Scotland. So there's always gonna be a big jump off there and he would have to have like a game to get used to that. Um and as you say, you know, he's not the first player that's came to our club and struggle me. He just had a look at bar sets, you know. I was convinced that after his first season that he was done that yeah. he would just go in to summer, and then look how he managed to um managed to be his career rangers. So yeah, you know, I think Winston does have all the characteristics. Um to be a leader in the squad, you know, he definitely has the physicality to play in a week. Um seems to have like, the technical ability as well. So and yeah, I mean I'm. I'm not always been as big as fan, but I hold my hands up to say that he has been playing well in recent weeks. Um, even so, more so that um now the player, I'm quite comfortable with him playing ahead Stephen Davies in certain matches. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I can. I mean, obviously, Dutchwood, that um he keeps up the good form. Uh, yeah. He can. I, I think, and we get better from here.
2: Jim, Dylan quite rightly refers to, to Barisic and how he struggled and I remember him scoring a free kick at in Mern and it really sort of changed his, his Ranger's career. Indeed, it was Barisic who who of course um crossed the goal for Morelos to score what would go on to be the winner. Um, what a delivery it was by the boy. He's, uh, he
3: threw a couple of crosses in the first half as well. Um, yeah. and you quite rightly say since that's a long game. Um that changed his his ranger's career about uh but he's crossing, is it's time to run. It's, yeah. there's, nobody, there's nobody else in the league that even... Tav included. Go. I think he's better than Tav. Obviously mm-hmm. left-sided, but he's better than Tav when he's Absolutely. yeah. yeah. He's definitely better than Tav delivery and um. But aye, what a cross. Oh, what can you say there? It's, uh, the wee man's 99th goal. I aye. think
1: we'll touch on. Absolutely. So, um, aye, it was great. It was great. Do you mind back where Barisic, when we actually played them and he played in the headband? And it was, um, it was, it was someone played a long ball. Was it Aussie Check, wasn't it? Yeah. On their lot, played a long ball up to him on the wing and he hit it on the volley and it was pinpoint. And then yeah. as soon as I heard we were sighting him, I was like, oh, yes, that guy's mental. Yeah. So. You know, there's no doubt in the quality of his
2: delivery at all. Croatian left back, you know what I mean? He's the Croatian number one choice left back. There's no doubt. You don't that... fall into that by accident. No, you yeah. don't. And I mean I think I, I think he occasionally struggles with form. Um and we you only need to look at him when he did arrive, he, he was clearly a, a guy that had to get into the way of things and just understand the enormity of where he was. Very similar, I would argue, to, to what John Lundstrom is now finding and be- becoming a bit more um settled with um dave i'm going to come to you next huge game huge three points um takes or keeps us certainly top of the league um and moves us um a couple of places ahead of hibs and hearts who are in between us and fourth and fifth and whoever comes beneath that, to be perfectly honest. Now you can um, click see
1: more to see them. Man.
2: Absolutely. What yeah. I would say is that if there was any doubt as to how big a game that was, you only had to look at the post match reaction on the pitch from the players. So you I I, I single out from a, a playing perspective, you look at Nathan Patterson's reaction, who he was every Rangers fan on that oh. pitch celebrating. Oh. Um you look at Morelos, the importance of his scoring, albeit his couping didn't suggest he was that <laughs> pleased about it. I've seen some very, very funny images of that today. I no, have I... To say. Um, but I think latterly, and you can cover these, David, in any order you like, Steven Gerrard was as animated at Ibrox celebrating a win as I think I've ever seen. Yeah, um, so I
1: suppose Morelos is the obvious one. He never looks happy Except when his <laughs> missus has gotten some balloons But you know what Every so often you see that cheeky wee grin In a training photo or something You're like aye, he's yep. he's fine He likes it, he's happy um, Patterson It's a bit like Halliday You know he's living yeah. the dream um, But and I mean I liked Pat, uh, Halliday, a lot of heart for us But you know, we've kind of moved past that ability-wise. Whereas I think with Patterson, he's got all the ability plus some. Yeah. You know, he he's not got to worry about if he's going to get a game once he comes of age and you know once inevitably kind of goes beyond Tav, which I'm sure will happen at some point as long as we keep him. Um, just with Tav being older, you know, Patterson's obviously going to get a chance, and I think he'll be a stalwart in this team if he stays. I really do. Um, Gerard, I'll be honest, I've only ever seen him once like that as a manager. Um, not at Ibrox, but at Celtic Park, yeah. Um, and it was you know, then it was down to significance because we'd beaten them on their own patch for the first time. I think there might be an element of that in this, not beating them on our patch because you know, obviously, we have done that. But he, despite what they say, they all read the papers, they all see the news. You know, even the press conference the other day, and he was getting asked about, you know, basically why Rangers are so shite. Um, All right, he fired back and he said, yeah, we're getting the results. And yeah, he was right. You know, we are top of the league. Nobody can dispute that. But it's not because of our blistering form. Let's be honest here, you know, we've dug out results when we've need to, but I think all of us have had a moment of panic. And I just wonder if there's an element of that kind of relief in there, you know. Just the last week you'd been saying about how we were top of the league. Potentially that would have meant we weren't top of the league anymore. It's another poor first half. Um, so to then turn it around like we did, come out firing, get the two goals, get the win, get the points. I think it's just going to be an outpouring of emotion, to be
2: honest. I really do, and well deserved. <laughs> Dylan, I, I think David's right. There, there was, there was definitely elements of Gerard releasing almost a get her right up here moment. Not not to the support, and not to each stand, of course not. But there can be no denying that he has taken stick in recent weeks, and he has taken stick in press conference press conferences from, from some of the guys in the media. Um, I just think that his reaction at the weekend was, was really quite telling because I think there was murmurs that, that maybe some of these players had down tools and they had they had done what they had to do last season and they were quite content to go through the motions. And I, I think, I think, just my opinion, um, but I think Steven Gerrard really sort of laid down a marker at the weekend for, for for what we expect when when the guys come back from the international break in a week or so.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is probably the the roughest batch since uh, since not last season, but the season before, before um, that wow. we got called off. You know. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a big relief for him because I mean, was we haven't played well, and and there's parts in the hips game where we didn't play well at all, but. Yeah, I think it's kind of goes out battle saying that champions find a way to win and again that's what we did. And then albeit as we're down to 10 men you know we still have to create a good chance get to do goals and win the yeah. game and the fact that you know even though everyone's saying that we're playing really badly we're still blocking a week at the moment by um, one point um, we're still six points ahead of them you know it's and that's quite massive and it's really massive going to the international break as well um and you know I, I just think jared just gets it you know he's just yeah you could just tell that he just gets the club he just gets like what the result means to us because i mean if we had lost that game to hips or even throw it to true then you know a big question would be asked just by you know the media or other sports also like our own supporters as well so for him to get that win you know, it must have meant it must be like a big, big relief for him.
2: Jim, I, I, one of the things that that really struck a chord with me um, at the at the weekend was the the importance of, of people like Hadji, who I, I has not probably sort of started started the season as as well as what he would have liked. But I think yesterday, um we saw real glimpses of what he offers when he's not on the ball. Um, looking for space, creating space for others and I think you, you spoke about it yourself Yanis um, Hadji and Nathan Patterson had a bit of a, a field day down the right hand side at parts of that second half yeah,
3: Definitely. Um, Hadji, again I've noticed a lot with Hadji as well this season he seems to be more animated he seems to be more if something goes against him I guess I feel he seems to be a bit more, I grew more yeah, he's grew yeah. up he's kind of getting a bit more Aye. Aggressive towards things, and I quite like that. I like that way about him. I like. The, it shows he's he's caring. He wants to. He's ready to play for the Jersey and he wants to do everything right for the team. Yeah. And um, but he's got he's he's came on leaps and bounds for for when we took him on loan, and then off with bottom, and he just seems to have grown into that number ten sort of position. I was probably see. Yeah. Um, it links up well with the players around about him, um, and I think with a totally different team we've got Haji on uh, form Haji. As you see, he drags he drags defenders away from the ball and makes his spaces and um it makes he never know what he's gonna do so many things with doesn't know if he's left foot or right foot, he don't know what he's gonna do next week. But um but uh, he's definitely there's obviously no Hopefully, see him. He's been as good as his old man, but let's see, <laughs> let's see how he goes. But he's definitely, he's definitely grown into that position. And as long as we keep him fit, because he had some injury uh, problems last season. Yeah, if we keep him fit. He's, he's, he's probably one of the first names the team sheet. Because you never know, <laughs> you never know with Gerard these days and COVID and everything else. You don't know who's going to be in the team sheet. But, nice. aye, hopefully he's, a brilliant player, brilliant player, and he's played he goes to show me a playing. He's, he's on form. The team teams to be on form and Dylan stole my funding, they'll seem to grind results out, but that's what champions do. The yeah. I think with champions they sure gotta be a way of winning game, so only to continue.
1: I often think, you know, a lot of our fans complaining about the form. And here I'm I'm not delighted with it either. But I mean, do some of them remember some of the games under Water Smith in Europe? Yeah. Jesus, they weren't pretty. That's
3: That's the thing, Dave. You know
2: that's but, a, that's a thing. Not, nobody's ever going to remember how you win a game as long as you win that's it. It's about it. getting the job done. At the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately what you're looking for at the end of the game is three points. And I, of course, I mean, David, I don't want to say about sort of you, sort of saying about what I'm going to give teams are doing. I'm trying hard not to mention that, but I'm going Aye. to continue to do it. Um, there's, there's no doubt that um, you, you still get three points one yeah. nothing or 8 nothing, you're still going That's to get three right. points and it'll be three points that'll take you closer towards winning the league, hopefully, at the end of the season. David, I want to speak to you about Alfredo Morelos. Um, if someone had said to me over the last couple of transfer windows, summer, January, summer, January, that that guy would be around to get 100 goals for Rangers, um, I would have I would have absolutely taken that opportunity now and he's going to get 100 goals for Rangers despite... Yeah the rumours and the conjecture as to whether he's staying, going, whether he wants to stay or go, or this team or that team are in for him and his agents talking to them, that, and whoever else. Um, I think we should really be basking in the glory that we've got someone like Alfredo Morelos who's about to notch his 100th goal for the club. Um, What a remarkable signing he's been uh, and and we're really lucky to have a striker like him at the club.
1: Aye. I mean, yeah. You know, he's a goal off 100, worth remembering as well. He's our top European scorer. Yeah. Um, You know,
2: so... And you need to hope that, that, just that record gets better as well with all things being equal, you know, fingers crossed. That's it. Um, I suppose the other thing that makes me laugh a
1: bit about Morelos is... um, He was actually bought in by Pedro as a backup to Herrera. Bonkers. (laughs) Absolutely bonkers. (laughs) Um, Incredible. So when when you think of that, the fact we signed him for a mill, and then you see kind of what he's gone on to do with us, it's pretty incredible. Um, I think it's really hard sometimes to separate the wheat from the chaff when it comes to transfer stories. I mean... You know, we we've all seen it. He's linked with this club or he's linked with that club and he's going here, he's going there. Yeah. Um and the media seem to have a bit of a habit of turning what he said a wee bit sometimes, I think. Cause I mean Morelos has never made it a secret. He wants to go on, he wants to play potentially in England, but certainly a top five league. Yeah. Um and that automatically seems to be spun to, you know, he wants to a uh, Rangers. I've I don't think I've ever seen him actually come out and say that. If you look for the quotes, rather than the sort of headline that they want to throw at you, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him say he wants to leave us. He said eventually he wants to move on. Aye, so be it. You know, Football's a short career. We've more than had our money's worth out of him, and you know he's going to want to make himself a payday, so I totally get that. Plus, he'll want to test himself against the best, but I, I mean, the Again, Gerard's been pretty clear. Unless the right offer comes in for him, he's Um, He keeps signing new contracts, so he's not leaving for free. So, you know, I, I think the club are in quite a good position here. Um,
2: and despite his naysayers, he is a bloody good player. I don't think Dylan, that I've ever bought that Alfredo Morelos at any point has wanted to leave Rangers. I don't. I just don't think it's something that I. I, I think every time you see him and he scores, and listen, we we all know as David rightly says, you know what I mean? There will be a wee smile and you know everything's okay. But until then, he's maybe looking a bit glum, even after he scores, and that's just the way of it. But he quite clearly loves the support, he loves the adulation he gets, he loves playing for the football club. There's been nothing that I've seen that makes me think that Alfredo wants to play anywhere else. Nothing at all.
0: Yeah, and like they- I think the same to remember as well, is that like he's not really being a hash for us. Like you know, you never really see any like bad behaviour round like the training or around a club at all. Um yeah. seems to like uh you know he's just he, he just um just sort like a good player, such a good person as well, it seems by his charity work and you could just tell that just like Gerard, like, he just gets the club. You just totally gets what it means. Um, yeah means to us um i mean if you told me about when he first sold up that he was gonna get nearly 100 goals for us um i wouldn't believe I you know. you know um yeah. i i for some reason I just had in my head that he's just gonna flop this because of the the club at the time around petrol but you know he's proved to be a fantastic signing and wherever he goes he's gonna make us a healthy profit as well and i have no doubt that he'll one day play in a top five week Hopefully we do for Colombia at a major tournament soon sure enough. I hope,
1: Jim we'll, uh sorry, David. I, think, I was gonna say I think Johansson deserves a lot of kudos. There, absolutely. Yeah. One
2: that linked it up. yeah, I mean, I, I think by all accounts, I think JJ was the one who who kinda brought him to the attention of Aye. whoever yeah. was looking after the the administration, football administration side of things um back in those days. Jim, I, I I would suggest he's the best striker we've had at the club since Djelovic. Um and I wonder. And we never spoke about this off air, so this is taking you by surprise. And I, I wanted to give you a hard question because David gets in the week pretty much every time he's on. Um, if you had the opportunity to pick Jelavic and his Plum or Morelos now, who would you pick? Good question. Ooh. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I'd say I'd say Morelos. He's scored more goals than other so definitely Morelos. But that's a brilliant question. No, but I agree with the boys. And for a million pound, no, he's a a steal. That really. Um, I'll take
1: them both, and we'll pay him in EBT. That sort of (laughs) difference. (laughs) 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 Allegedly. Aye, aye.
3: Aye you You seen, seen him yesterday as well, he, even watching the game, he was playing it right back Some at some point. He, <laughs> yeah. the, only, the only thing that frustrates me about um, Alfredo, I know he plays for the team, but he's, he's, for a goal scorer, he's never, in, he's never in position apart from when he scored yesterday. Yeah. And he always seems to be out in the way, either. he's too deep at times, but what can you say about that return? He's, I know, he's definitely going to hit 100 goals, and I think it's 198 games or something he's played, he's scored 99 goals. It's, oh, it's ridiculous. An amazing it's, return.
2: Uh, aye. He's, his form has been, since he's been introduced into the first team squad and um, been given regularity of football, um, his record is incredible. I don't care what anyone says. He's, and I know there's the, the, there's going to be people who are going to point to various bits and pieces as far as discipline concerned. And I think he would admit himself that there's been discipline incidents that maybe he's let himself down a little bit and the manager's been quick enough to... To, to pick him up on that. However, um, Alfredo Morelos' main job is to score goals mm-hmm. and you you cannot criticise him for being at 99 goals. Um, consistently being linked with wanting to be somewhere else. Um, he's just kept his eyes on the prize and he's going to get 100 goals before the end of this year. It's incredible. Jim, so see, see how you were saying about
1: his positioning. Do you think that's a symptom of this season in our form? Uh, it,
3: might, it might be, because um, I don't think... I know we keep going on, about it was two great crosses yesterday got his goals, but the, the, I think the supply... You know, you've got uh. Morelos up front, Roof up front, for the time to time, so chopping and changing. I think the frustrating thing is that he's not getting the supply that he got last season, yeah. which has caused him to drop deeper. And... Um, I think that's what's getting him a bit frustrated because by now he's probably scored about ten goals by now. Yeah. <clears throat> but is I know, but it, it's amazing to say that. But it's um, but I think that's what he is. I think he gets frustrated he has to come back and then. Oh. But he, at least he's doing it for the team. He doesn't get himself annoyed. And he going to see him get him, get him down in any way. You see him just he just carries on. But um, but I think it's the, to do with the fact that they're not supplying him enough, and yeah. that's that's why he's dropping deeper and, and the right back sometimes.
2: I think that's a great, great point. And and David, Gavin Kelly brought it up with us in our um, group chat um, that everyone has when they're working. Um, I think that if if you're smart enough to give guys like Roof and Morelos chances, i.e. coming for the side or the three guys across the midfield, if you're smart enough to get these guys in, um, they will score. Give them the opportunities and, and they are going to score.
1: Oh aye. um I think you can see that across both of them in their time here, you know. Yeah. Again, look at last season. As Jim said, how many goals morelos had by this point last season, you know? Aye, absolutely. It's, yeah, um I mean they're both quality finishers. Maybe Alfie could score more that he hits uh push, but you know, he's still pretty clinical in the grand scheme of things and yeah I think the balls have been going in, but they've just not been the same quality as I mean as you guys have said, it was two kinda real precision crosses that yeah. laid on those goals absolutely and there's too many times this season we haven't been seeing that yeah we've just seen it you know getting needlessly humped in the middle of the box somewhere or launch yeah. it you know played over the top and Don't get me wrong, it's great to have that bit of variation but you know, sometimes you
2: need that quality. And yeah. when you deliver, these guys stand up. Dylan, does the international break come for us now at a good time or a not-so-good time?
0: Uh, well, that's a tough question, isn't it? I mean, I think if you said to me an international break after the old farm, then I would say it would have been a good chance, for again, we've not yeah. picked up since then. So... You know, it's quite hard because you know, you're just kind of hoping that none of the players, you know, get COVID or come into contact with someone that has it. Yeah. Um, also like a good plus with this one is that Morelos is not in the Colombian squad, so Correct. he can, you know, stay. So that's one less thing to worry about, one less important player that to worry about. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, on paper it should because I think we're going to an actual break still top of the league Um, you know I know it's a win against at home but still a good win given the circumstances Um, you're just kind of hoping that the players just carry on their form into international football um, get that experience at a higher level and hopefully that can help to translate after break But you know, I could say it's giving a passing. But I mean, this will go as a boring answer. To that we'll just have to see uh, at Hearts in a couple of weeks' time.
2: But that so my, my reason for asking that, Jim, is we, we come off the the back of beating the team that were closest to us in the league. Um, Stephen Gerrard now he, he said last week that after the international break would be a time when he would look to probably have maybe strongest eleven available to him. However. Um, you have to be aware that people are now going away to other countries to play for their country which brings the whole Covid thing into question um, I just wonder if Stephen Gerard Gerrard would rather the Hearts game was next weekend as opposed to having to wait until all these guys go away and then come back unscathed before we play Hearts at Ibrox ah, It's a it's a
3: it's a situation. you want to you want to continue the form you're winning yeah, Absolutely though, Again I we've already mentioned it the form's not been Greatest or performances are many greatest but we've been winning. Yeah, and um, I think a game against Hearts again would probably be a game where we're a bit scrappy, and I think it's a game obviously we obviously could win, yeah, um, most definitely. But I think it was 12, I think it's 12 players we've got away in
2: international duty, um, something like that. Yep, you're absolutely right.
3: i three or four my way to Africa, and um, I, was, I can see it being a point of. And most of you are starting they, are they going to be in the national break the international teams are because you've got Lundstrom you've got McGregor you've got a couple of other players they are actually yeah. regulars for the international teams but what was a chance to, to get some players about
2: David. A bit I, rest and he's going to get a bit of form there coming back David I think from my perspective I I'm really on the fence with this one I, I mean I really am I, I can't decide if I would rather we continue to pick up that hopefully the consistency from the Hibs game by having another game straight off the bat Um we obviously don't have that and, and now we need to hope that players come back a without any injuries or without any obvious nasties that, that are, that are COVID related what say you what do you reckon? Uh,
1: so, I'm a little bit like you. Uh, you could quite easily make arguments either way. Um, yeah. I think, you know, where we're at wise, okay, we had a good second half against Hibbs. Yeah. Probably wouldn't get too carried away with that. It is only one half, and we have done that at other points in the season. Yeah. So, I think normally for me, I would actually say that this is a good point for us to have a break purely for the fact that it lets the players get a bit more game time if they're away with their national teams or a bit more time working on the training pitch and tactics, etc. My one concern is obviously where we are as a world at the minute with COVID. Um, We saw how disruptive it can be in the last round of international fixtures. And my worry is it's all well and good these players going out with their teams and getting time but if they then come back or injured or in fact don't come back because they're in Covid quarantine we could potentially be in a worse place so I think overall yeah I would say it probably is a good time but with some reservations
2: yeah absolutely Um, Jim thanks for coming on again this week Um, we will you'll be back before you know it my friend well done thanks for coming on
3: well,
2: thank you. Thank you very much, Dylan. Always good to see you, my friend. And you were here for the duration as well this week, which was very, very good. Thanks for coming back. <laughs> yeah,
0: lessons were well learned uh, not to have yeah. a dodgy
2: takeaway before a podcast recording. <laughs> so <laughs> lessons weren't there, but been a pleasure as always, mate. Well done, good man. And, and David, before I let you go, I'm keen for you to let um, all our listeners and viewers know a wee sneaky insight into oh. in the dugout. In the dugout.
1: Well, um, the lads had me on, it was interesting, I got slagged yep. for being old, um, <laughs> nah, it was. do you know what, it was a really good laugh and actually it was quite nice, if I'm being honest, to sit and think about some of that stuff, Yeah. Um, you know, it's Tripped maybe memory lane. I don't think of every day, yeah, exactly, yeah. so no, I thoroughly enjoyed it and I'm really looking forward
2: to seeing everyone else's as yeah. well, to be fair. So for anyone looking in and listening, uh, Craig Dennett and Kyle McLean are, are rolling out a new series called In the Dugout. So everyone on the this Cyberox team, I think in the first instance, will be given the opportunity to go through the same questions I'm sure it is, David. I think everyone Aye. gets the, the same Aye. sort of raft of questions. Um, although i I hope they don't ask me about a plant because if they ask me about a plant, I've got a real issue <laughs> um, but um everyone will have a, the, the chance to 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 sort of participate and I think um it will be something we'll look to roll out to to maybe some of our special guests that Um, Craig and Kyle probably don't know about yet which we will um, probably keep on upper sleeves for the moment one last thing that I would like to say um, I I have to give um, my best wishes to to Ross McGill from the Union Bears not someone I know but I know he's someone who has has stepped down from the the Union Bears to I assume uh, pursue um, other opportunities the the atmosphere Ibrox is largely down to what these guys are doing down in that corner so we wish Ross all the best in the first instance and congratulate him on his work in particular, that fantastic fire show up beside the Clyde in May, which I don't think any of us will, will ever, ever, ever forget. No, no. We should say that all of our content is available across at www.thissybrox.co.uk, all free, not a penny. Thank you very much. Um, and you can jump on there. You can look at us on YouTube, Stitcher, Acast, all the obvious places, wherever you get your podcasts, we're all there. Um, and we urge you to, to join, subscribe, listen to us, and leave some pleasant comments try to be nice Um, we will do it all again probably after the international break rather we'll do a review up to the hearts game um, and I've got the the envious task of of working out who's going on and when so I'm really looking forward to that you can probably tell Um, thanks for watching again and we will see you in a couple of weeks bye bye